Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Since last we chatted, 
Um, NFL obviously crowned a, um, a Super Bowl champion. Now it's time to get into that off-season business. But um, before we get into that, you know, the NBA took the center stage. Um, you know, they had their All-Star weekend. Um, I got to say, the All-Star weekend was uh, an unmitigated disaster. Um, I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, listen, uh, All-Star weekend, I felt like it was a dud. The the skills competition was, was useless. The three-point shootout was... Mm, I mean, why is Julius Randle there? Uh, the dunk contest was saved by a, a YouTube sensation, or I guess an Instagram sensation, I guess you want to call them. Um, but then the all-star game itself um, was a joke. Um, and you can tell by the ratings, the lowest ratings ever for an all-star game. I think it, it hit a 4.97, a 27% drop uh, year over year. Uh, the, like I said, the least watched all-star game in uh, basketball history, uh, or at least in the recent history, and lower than the other three big sports. Even um, the NFL this past season had a, about a 6.8 or so rating. Uh, baseball had over a 7. So um, basketball, which usually arguably is the number two sport in, in the country, um, falling way behind. PP, I don't know if you caught any of the festivities over the weekend, um, anything that happened, but um, I mean, what's your take on the All Star Game? Uh, and then I, I, I'll give my hot take as well, bro. Um, I, I don't know how to like view it through your eyes. Um, mm-hmm. there's pros, uh, there's a lot of pros and cons to it. Um, okay. Certain certain situations they were high. Certain situations I I get where you can totally slap a lot of this stuff in the face but um first and foremost the celebrity game is cool to watch like to see a lot yeah, of players yeah, get yeah. out there that don't respectfully get out there and play ball is cool like of course i'm a lion fan to see calvin johnson play basketball I always was in my head like how are you six <laughs> five and could jump out the gym and don't play basketball and to see him and dk metcalf go at it and play ball and actually watch metcalf catch a couple of dunks and Watching Calvin yeah. block shots is like, yeah, this is what I'm expecting because I'm thinking I see Calvin's whole career, so this dude's a high flyer. So I was at least <laughs> entertained by that, and especially how the game was supposed to end. Well, not how it was supposed mm-hmm. to end. How the game should have ended was the Miz hit a half-court shot, could have won the game. So that brought yeah, that heightened yeah. surprise. Hold on, hold on. What you want to do? You want to talk with me? Like, you, you, you just poo-pooed, and now you hype. Look, look, Twisted, this is what I do. I give food for thought, hopefully. I mean, hopefully a villain could do dishes. So so the Miz got the ball at half court. He threw the shot up and hit it. Everybody in Salt Lake is like, no way did this game end like this. And um, he running around, running rampant. Giannis go grab the ball like, no, no shot. No shot. He put the ball under his shirt, ran around the court, and way going crazy. Everybody like, so that was like, listen, this is, this is one of – this tied with football, but I really give basketball the leg up. That's one of my favorite sport because it's like you don't know what theater is going to happen. That next play is like, what? Like the game could be won by Joe Schmo. And, and the Miz out of nowhere just throws up a shot. He ran over the shack, went crazy. They did the review, and, of course, he was like a second late, like not even a half a second. But just to see the way that it was going down and how the game was played, it's fun, the, the fun that we could have in basketball. I can remember me and Barry the, right now, like after school, especially from uh, – Sophomore year out, right after school, and we would go in the gym, play with Coach Kelly, 
and play ball. Three or three, four or four. And, and it's just what basketball can happen. You don't know who's going to win, what's going to happen. You're looking at it like mm. a bunch of football players, a couple basketball players, what they playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so see that. But um, in the Rising Star game, it's interesting to see. But the one thing that kind of spoiled the Rising Star game, it compares it to the All-Star game, I'm going to put it together. It's one. Now, mm-hmm. the skills competition, it bothers me because – you know, if somebody misses a pass, it's like that's going to be the offset or something. Like the clock continues to run and you get set back or so on and so forth. Or if somebody misses a shot and they're waiting up for them to hit a shot in a certain situation that happens. That doesn't take away from the person that has skill. So it's like that's like a forced event for the all-star game to be put in there. So I get where you could slap this situation in the face, which I feel the same way about. It's like I'm not buying that. Like they could have did something else. But it it it's something that they developed to try to put in there, so I understand what they're trying to do, but I feel like it's a force, let alone quote unquote team jazz one. So they had to do something for Utah. Utah had to bring something home. Not to say that they forced the win or they set it up. Who knows? It could have been like that, but so be it. Now me, that I've gotten older, I love the three point shootout now because in the NBA, when you're younger, you know you want to see people fly, get to the rim do a crazy layup or dunk on somebody, go crazy at the rim. Now it's like when you get older, when they turn 26, 27, 28, everybody's stepping out trying to hit shots. So, and especially when, you know, I got in the rec leagues after I, you know, finished. Of course, I'm trying to throw up shots. I ain't trying to go bang all crazy, even though I can, you know what I'm saying, but it's fun to hit a jump shot. And watching Halliburton put up a record 31-point round, that was nuts to see this guy let it go and, and not knowing that he had that in his chamber. But even though he ended up still losing, Dame ended up bringing that title back to Portland and not thinking Dame was going to do it. That's interesting. But the one thing about the Julius Randle situation, I feel like they wanted to get another name in there to represent New York. I don't know how or why they would put him in there over some names that are in the league that could probably shoot Mm -hmm. the ball better than them, but to at least get a Nick in one of these events because it really doesn't, you don't really get too many Knicks in these situations. And uh, for it to be a three-point shootout, I'm trying to think of the last three-point shooter, maybe Starks or, uh, Al, I'm trying to think of him. Uh, Alan Houston? Or Alan no, Houston, uh, Trent Novak. Tucker. Steve, Steve Novak. Novak. Steve Novak. But, like, Trent yeah. Tucker, that's when we were kids. You know, like, I'm trying to think about all <laughs> yeah. of the Knicks. Like, yeah. it, it's like I'm trying to pour it out. The last dunker you had was, like, Nate Robinson. So, like, you don't really get Knicks into these events like that. So, especially Julius Randle being an all-star, too, like Dame being an all-star, to get at least two of those names in there to, you know, fill that roster out is is cool to see, but – I knew in my heart I felt like Julius Randle wasn't going to win it, but to at least get some of these names in there, that's cool. But now, you know, in that the Saturday part of the weekend, I feel like it was a force for the dunk contest. Listen, I'm calling all of y'all out. I mean, it might not get yeah. past any of their ears or whatever, but I'm calling all of y'all out. Y'all afraid to get in that dunk contest and lose. Y'all are really in a dunk contest with four people. Four people, and this has been going on for the past, I don't know, five, six years, that four people are in it. It's already like the finals. Yeah. As soon as they started up, the finals already. Like So if, if that mystique isn't there anymore, I don't feel like it's fun. But, you know, Mac brought a good portion of ducks to that contest to get everybody out there to see. I, I understand Mac's whole story. I've been following him since he was in Gate City. Then he came to Georgetown, so I had to watch, you know. And that's something that Matt lives for is a dunk. But you mean to tell me that y'all forced him in there 
to bring back the dunk contest is interesting because there's a lot of good dunkers in the dunk contest. Now you got Zion saying, I'm coming in there to dunk next year. Ja might throw an interest at it next year. It's like, you guys should be doing it now. Like, even LeBron, when he right. said, I promise to do it, I never did the dunk contest. It's like, I want people to leave LeBron alone at this point in time. Like, yeah, he's 38. Nobody's, in, you know, interested in trying to get him to do the dunk contest. But while they were all following him, you know, LeBron can't dunk. LeBron is a mm-hmm. high flyer. Like, LeBron, LeBron's dunk package is him jumping out of the gym. That, like, that's it. When LeBron was in a dunk contest in high school, LeBron's dunks didn't fascinate. It just... He could jump extremely high and dunk, like, whether mm-hmm. if he wants to touch the rim and dunk soft or dunk hard, like, that's what you're going to get. But, like, his creativity is a behind-the-back dunk, like a, a double-clutch dunk, or windmill, or he cocked back crazy. Like, you didn't see LeBron do something wildly crazy that you like, oh, I got to see this if he had another crazy dunk. And, like, yeah, he did a couple in the, the layup line here and there. He'd give you one, and that's it. But, it's, no, so leave him alone on that. But – there's a ton of duggers in this league to have the G League player come up here, steal the show. Not only did he steal the show, he got a contract with the Sixers within the week. It's not like he's playing with the Sixers. He won't get any time in the league. Um, and he got to deal with Puma. Like, Puma gave him that because the hype is behind him right now after the All-Star game. I feel like they forced all of that just because Mac is on top of the world right now. Like, they're going to be able to sell sneakers for the next – what is it, February till June. For the next four months, whatever style he wants, they're going to come out with that. That's going to rock. But he's not going to play on the floor with Tyrese Maxey and, and whomever. Like, because I don't think they'll put him on the floor with Harden. I, I don't think that'll work. I, 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 right. I beg the difference. So, I, and, and Doc, I don't feel like he fits Doc's scheme. Mack has been out of school for, I would think, like two or three years now, and he hasn't found a team to play with, whether it was the Warriors. He played, he, he came to the Warriors, uh, the Lakers. Now it's the Sixers. I think he's also been on the Bulls. He's been on several teams. He's not been able to find a fit. So that's interesting in itself. But Mac had more, plus the other guys. Jericho Sims from the Knicks is a super high flyer. You mean to tell me you had all of this time for the dunk contest. You came up with dunks to put your arms in the rim. This is the competition that Mac McClung was going up against. He did a one-arm dunk arm in the rim, then a two-arm dunk with his arms in the rim. That's, I'm, it's impressive because you can jump that high and you're already 6'10", 6'11", I get it, but you had to think because nobody told you, like, do something else that's creative. Like, you really think you're going to stun the crowd? Okay, so that's that one. Uh, Trey, Trey Murphy came up with some interesting dunks in his own right. I give him that, but other than that, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so that's the dunk contest. Then the All-Star game, this is where I tie the, the rising star situation into the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. There's no defense being played at all. It bothers me that this is what that game is like now. Um, yeah. It's impressive that Tatum was able to get shots up and score 55. Yes, it's hard to score 55 regardless of how you look at it. But they're giving these guys shots. LeBron was on his way to try and get the MVP. LeBron knows how to do this in the uh, All-Star game. Score as many points early. Once you impress whoever's around, (laughs) if if you could get out there and score early, they're going to give you the MVP. So all LeBron does, as soon as the shot goes up, he's streaking. He don't care how it looks because nobody's going to run with a deer that big. Like, no, they're not going to run with him like that. So um, if he's out there, he's going to get the dunk. He ends up with double digits in the first quarter. It's like, oh, he's on his way. 
Then everybody else see what time it was. Everybody was like, hell, if he's going to get the easy buckets, we're going to get the easy buckets too. Everybody started doing that. And once he, like, jammed his finger in the rim, he sat down like, oh, forget it. Everybody knew it was open sesame for that award. And, uh, you know, Tatum, you know, kind of being a student to Kobe Bryant, I don't want to call him like he idolized or whatever. I'll just be fair, saying that he's a student of Kobe. Knowing that that award is put under Kobe's name, he was going to do all that he could to get that. I got to give him his credit for putting up 55. But the only fun part about his situation was him and Jalen Brown going one-on-one, and Jalen was cracking him. Like, Jalen was actually giving him work. So, like, I don't know if you saw that part of the game. Like, they were going back and forth, you know, one-on-one. Jalen yeah. actually scored on Tatum more than Tatum scored on him, but he didn't get the last shot up before the quarter. But, you know, it, it's some good, but in those games it's more bad. And Coach Malone even came out. He said, that's the worst game I ever coached and I don't want to do it again. So I I get where that comes from, and, and I know that's one thing. When my father coached me at basketball, we got to stop the mm-hmm. ball. Matter of fact, if we score the ball the first bucket, press. My father pressed from start to finish. <laughs> he, he wasn't trying to let you get across half court. Like, he loved to. Right. My father loved It was like he understood when Coach mm-hmm. K was beating the Citadel by 75 in, in Cameron Indoor. We beat him by 75. So, I get it when people ain't playing defense, it makes you mad because it's like, what did we used to do when we was on the floor? So I, I get that, how you may feel and how I felt. Uh, but, you know, once it's the end of the game and they try to stop him from scoring, you know, that 182, that was, you know, the 24 points, however they got this thing scheduled, I get it. But mm-hmm. it shouldn't take the fourth quarter to, for the game to be interesting. It should be all out. And, um, you know, not not of course not to get injured, but – Give these people something to see, not, oh, here goes the duck here and there. Like, I get it. I definitely get it. But it's some pros and some cons. But the All-Star game needs more intrigue than to let Adam Silver and a bunch of old guys sit upstairs and try to figure out how they're going to reinvigorate that weekend. And, and stop it. I, I get these cities need money. I get that <laughs> city needs people to come there. You're trying to get cultural minorities to come to Utah to watch basketball from across the globe. Forget just America. Right. The people come from the islands. They come from Barbados, Jamaica. They they come these cultural places are coming to watch that basketball game to Utah. What's the nightlife gonna be like? In a hotel? At a ski lodge? Mm-hmm. Like like you be be real. Like and next year there is something that I heard the next year's gonna be at Indianapolis. Like what what are they gonna do out there? Go to uh Lucas Oil and Look at the stadium where Peyton used to play. Like, come on, come on. You, you do you do got to make this an intriguing place to go to. It's got to be a destination spot. It can't just be all of the NBA teams, you know, home arena. You got to fit it in there because uh, a lot of people aren't going to go to Utah. A lot of people aren't going to go to Indiana to go celebrate. They're going to watch that game and have to drive a few hours to go to Chicago or dare to go to Detroit to go hang out after and drive an hour and a half outside of Indianapolis to get to Michigan. Like, so – I get it. So there's this ups and this downs in that All-Star weekend. But, I mean, you, you got to take the good with the bad with it. I mean, for it to be that type of weekend. You unpacked so much, TP, and I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I'll start backwards. So with the cities, you know, it's because these cities put up money for these new arenas, and then the, the NBA says on the back end, we'll let you host an All-Star game. That's exactly why these cities like Utah, uh, Indiana, 
are, are getting these all-star games? Who wants to go to Salt Lake City? You, you heard what Shaq said. Um, I never had so much room service in my life because there was nothing to do. Um, you know, at least alternate. You, you know, if you're going to do a back-end deal, a handshake deal uh, with Utah, if you build me a new arena, I'll give you an all-star game. At least the next year, go to Miami. And then you can go to Indiana, and then the next year, go to L.A. Like, at least cities that, you know, people want to come to. Because you're billing this as an event with your stars. And then, you know, the problem with me, too, TP, is, like, it's an event with your stars, but then your stars don't have to show up until Sunday. What? So you're, it's a whole weekend uh, billing the NBA and the brightest stars and all that, but they're not even there to promote the game. They show up on Sunday. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. So that that's a problem for me. There was just more good, I mean, more bad than there was good. There was a lot more problems, I felt, than there was uh, good things that happened. The, the dunk contest, you're absolutely right. Four guys in the dunk contest, it used to be eight when we were going up. And one problem is that the dunk contest doesn't start until, what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock? My son's already in bed. He wants to watch it. He's in bed. You know, it's bedtime. I'm not letting you stay up all, all night watching that, especially when we got things to do in the next day. Um, that's a problem. It used to be earlier in the day when they had the dunk contest. So now it's, you've got this whole weekend, you know, sponsored by Sprite, and you got stars that aren't even there. Zion Williams, I'm not talking about he's going to be in the next – dude, just get on the court. Uh, you know, don't worry about the All-Star game. You just get on the court, my dude. Like, John Moran talking about, you know, I'll do it, you know, vote for, vote for it. And I'll be like, come on, man, just do it. Like, we had no problems growing up. Jordan did it three times. You had Dominique that did it. Um, you know, we, we grew up with Kobe Bryant doing it, Vince Carter doing it. Uh, you know, there, there were stars that do it. LeBron was the first star that didn't, that refused to do it because he didn't want to lose. Right? I mean, he did it. You're right. He did it in high school. He didn't have a good dunk contest. Um, he had home court advantage, and they, they voted him the winner. He's afraid to do it. He was afraid to do it, and I don't want him to see him do it at 38 years old. I could care less. Your time is packed. I don't want to see you do it. But now these other guys don't feel obligated to do it. It's like they, they want to promote their brand, but then they don't want to do the work with the brand. And that goes into the All-Star game. Like, the All-Star game... I didn't watch – I watched the first three minutes, and I was like, this is crap. I'd rather watch Big Bang Theory, or I'd rather watch Family Feud. This was ridiculous. It was unwatchable. It was, I felt bad for my son that stayed up all day to watch the All-Star game. It was completely unwatchable. Um, you know, it's a, it's a glorified layup line. It was, it was boring to watch. And I, I don't want to wait till the fourth quarter, because by then it was almost like 10 or 11 o'clock. Who, who, who cares? Like, you know, it was mostly – you know, dunks and, and halftime shows or half-quarter shows or, you know, beginning-of-the-game shows by artists that I don't even know. I could care less about their music. It's ridiculous. You got I don't know how you promote this game. I don't know how you promote this weekend. And the, and the All-Stars treat it like crap. They don't care. Like, you know what I mean? They don't want to get hurt. Um, They, they got a problem. You, you know what? Do, do three on three. Just do three on three games. I don't know. Like, you know, guys were absolutely right. They play harder in the off season in their, you know, in their 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 uh, I don't know their their off season workouts than they did in the All Star game. You see these guys sweating, those shirts are running up and down the court, and and go to the All Star game. They don't want to get hurt. 
I, I can't. I can't with the author. It's 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 sad. They got to do something to fix it. I don't know what they want to do. Um, it's 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 a whole problem with the league in, in, as a whole. Because then to segue into my next topic, I want to get your opinion on TP is the comments that Anthony Ed, uh, Edwards had about the load management, right? Like he's talking about, you know, if you know. If, if there's one thing that he would change is dude playing the whole game, you know, or playing the whole season, stop, you know, taking games off for load management. Like I think load management is a problem right now. Like guys legitimately hurt. That's one thing, but not playing because you might get hurt is a problem in this league. You can't have player empowerment. You can't sell the league with the stars and then the stars don't play, you know, every other game. I feel like it's a problem. I, I get it if you're hurt. But, you know, they're talking about there's little nicks and injuries and it's a different game because it's more spacing and more cover, ground to cover. And, you know, it's a di- yeah, I get it. But you know what? I don't want to hear that. That's your job. That's what you get paid all these millions of dollars guaranteed for. And you're not playing. I, I, I mean, TP, I don't know how you feel about it. It just irks me with the, the, the load management, and, and they got to do something to fix it. I mean, uh, I get it 100%. And what him and Kobe both said, he basically reiterated what Kobe said, and I get it 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, people could be saving up a lot of money to come out there and get their whole family to come out there to see you play, and you're sitting. And um, that's the last time that that kid could come and see you play and it's tough to watch that happen, uh, especially when it is a, a family. Let me just use the Powells. Like, it's six of us. So if my father had to take six of us to the doggone game and we out there trying to see mm-hmm. Mike and Mike sat down, like, yeah, we came out here to see Mike play the Knicks, man. Like, what's this about? You know, so if it's a guy like Kawhi that keeps resting and these guys are out there in L.A. trying to watch Kawhi play for the Clippers and he's sitting out, it's like, what are you waiting for, April? So you can go on a run in the postseason to see if you get to the, the, the finals. Like, I get it, but mm-hmm. people want to see you play. Like, Kobe sat out because he was injured. Kobe was out there playing with broken fingers, so on and so forth. Iverson sat out because he was hurt. Iverson was telling you, fall down seven times and get up eight times. And Wade followed the same mantra. Like, Dwayne Wade was out there playing, trying to get back up too. It's interesting that a lot of these players are getting that babying if you were to go out there and sit down. So, I get it. It's a vigorous season. It's it's so many games that are being played, but like this is a sport that you love, that people are spectating because they love the sport just as much as you do. You are playing this game for millions of dollars, so at least give them what they can. If you're not able to play, then I get it. But if you're sitting out there just to sit out and you know laugh on the sideline just because you're there in the arena and you're not playing, that that I feel like that's disrespectful to the fan of today. I get it. At being an athlete, like. You do want to rest for a big game that could come up, so it's, it's kind of like controversial. But I get it where us as the you know the fan and the, the that's buying the ticket, like being a consumer, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. You want to see more be done, and you can't force them because at the end of the day, it's their body, and as the coach is permitting it and watching minutes and seeing if they got a game up against, let's just say LeBron and the Lakers coming around, they want to save it for that night and. I get it, but, you know, as us fans want to see these guys go out there and play, like if you came to a Memphis game and they're playing, uh, you know, the Suns and Josh sits out, it's like, wait, Josh sat out? Like, wow. And 
we've been saving this for the past three months to get the whole family into the building. So I I understand both sides of the spectrum, man, but I'm more on the side of the fan than to be on the side of the player that's resting on that night because they don't know what was supposed to happen. They don't know who's coming there. Sally's first basketball game might be her only basketball game. So I I get it. So it it, it sucks that this is the, the, uh, the line that they're in front of. I would demand a refund, TP. I mean, like, if I came, you're selling me LeBron. You're not, you know, yeah, you're, you could sell me the Lakers, but I came to see LeBron, and then I get there, I find out he's not playing. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't know the last game you've been to. The last game I went to, God, I think Xavier was maybe, Xavier had to be about four or five years old. I think it was about five years old. So it was almost ten years, like five years ago, right? It was around this time, too. And we got to see, we got tickets to go see um, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Pelicans. And at that time, the Pelicans had um, Anthony Davis. Now, you know, can I? what would happen if Anthony Davis didn't play that game? Anthony Davis had a great game. He had like over 30, I think it was like 40 points. Um, like, what if? what would have happened if he didn't play that game? Like, it would have been devastating for him. He would have been crushed. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, and that's the only game. Like, you know, how many times am I going to take the train to Brooklyn, you know, take me and my wife and him? My daughter was too young to go. But, you know, my sister came, my my, my, my nephew, my niece came. We had, you know, all of us came. Like, how many, how often would I have gotten that, that game? You know what I mean? Like, that was a lot to get us down there. And, and, you know, for him, if he didn't show up, I would have been pissed. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like, I, I agree with you. I understand it from the player's side, like, you know, beyond the injuries, the schedule with the back-to-backs or the longer, you know, the four out of five or what have you uh, with their schedule, you know, yeah, they want to take a, a game off, but I'm a consumer too, man. Like I'm paying, what if I'm paying, I don't know how much it is now for league pass. What is it got? It's got to be about 140 a year or something like that. And then, you know, I, I turn on a game that I want to, hey, I want to see LeBron. He's not playing tonight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a consumer. I'm, you're paying all this money to get tickets. You know, I'll never go to the Garden. You know what I mean? Just because I can't, I, I'm not paying all that money to go. And then somebody, you know, isn't going to be there. Especially if LeBron, you know, those tickets go up, right? So, the regular price isn't the same um, when when you know a good team or a good player comes and then he doesn't he doesn't play. Yeah, like come on, man, it's not cool, man. So the league's got to figure out shorten the season. I don't care, shorten it to seventy two games. You know, but the owners aren't going to want to do that because that's five games, home games, that they're losing game. I don't know what to tell you, but something's got to give, and it's not fair to the fans that pay money to go play. Like the one of the things that I always you know, lean on is not only what Jordan and Kobe said, you know, Derek Jesus said the same thing, you know, it's my job to go out there and play, you know, there's a kid all the way in the, you know, you know, the, um, in the bleachers or what have you, that's never seen me play. I, I, I owe it to him to give it my best because that might be the only time he sees me play. So I always lean on that just like you said, you know what I mean? So, it's, I feel it's a problem. I feel it's like it's something they got to fix. Um, I, you know, listen, I don't, I don't know how they fix it, but they got to figure out something because it, it's, it's the fans that are getting cheated and they're the ones that are getting pissed off. So they got to do something. You know what I mean? So, um, 
yeah, that that's where I sit with it. But call number nine, excuse me, call nine nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. The villain and TP, the timeless wonder in the building. Um, talking some NBA, but um, what's really quick? Like, let's just you know hit up the second half. You know, uh, Russell Westbrook has uh, got the buyout Monday. Is signing a deal with the Clippers. Uh, Terrence Ross is out there. I think he's going. To, um, Pretty sure he's going to. I think it was. Wait, I don't even know what team he was going to. I think it's the Nuggets. I'm not even sure, but you know the buyout market's kind of heating them. Kevin Love's going to the Heat. Uh, he finished his buyout with Cleveland. That was a surprising buyout because I, I, you know, Cleveland's a good team, so there's got to be something um, that's going on that we, we might have missed. But um, with Russell, you know, your boy cooking. Uh, stays in L.A., interestingly enough, because go to the other team, the Clippers. Um, what do you what do you expect it for the second half? You can go with the Clippers and Russ, or you can go the whole – however you want to take it. What do you expect in the second half of this season, P.P.? Oh, it ain't all about Russ. I'm about to clap the heck out this gun. Um, Russell Westbrook's Damn. situation, though, is very interesting with the Clippers. Um I'm mildly like questioning Paul George. Paul, Paul, did you invite Russell Westbrook to come to the Clippers so you could dodge a bullet if you guys don't get to the finals? Because you're healthy now. You came there and they gave you two hundred million dollars. <laughs> now uh, the Thunder gave you a super max deal and you left the first year after getting that contract because Kawhi pulled you out of OKC. Now you brought Kawhi to OKC to make that thing better in OKC. But you went to the Clippers because you guys are all from L.A. You left the OKC Thunder because you wanted to get away from Russ. Now all the point guards that were in there didn't gel with you, so you want to get Russ back because you feel Russ is going to bring that animal back out of him from five years ago? Um, What? Like, I don't think so. Like, like this is interesting, but Russ can end up making it happen because he's back home. But Russ has that that switch in his brain, like, I don't care who I'm playing with, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, I'm the best on this floor. I don't care who it is. And everybody's like, what? Like, no, you're not. So picture Russ coming there and things get bad, and then they start putting cameras back in front of Russell Westbrook. Like, that's the scary thing about Russ is, like, you got to take the good with the bad. This guy has an excellent energy. He can get up and down the floor if he if he's gonna take off. He's gonna dunk on whoever's down there. Whoever's down there is gonna get it. But Russ can't hit shots right. anymore. Russ is not a willing defender anymore. Russ can't be coached. He don't care who it is. Darvin Ham was a player's coach because he just came from being on the sideline as an assistant and knows what it took to be on the sideline to win a championship and didn't even want to buy into that. I was arguing with him. So if he's on the biggest stage being in crypto dot com with purple and gold just picture him in red white and blue so that's interesting in itself can russell be coached can tyron lou get him to calm down those are the questions i have for russell westbrook there's a lot in front of rest now there's bigger fish to fry in the western conference and i'll save the best for last kyrie irving in dallas i like it it's interesting that him and, and luke are together i think luke kind of takes a lot of attention off of kyrie that's a good situation but and i mean but but there's no bench there. Dallas don't have no help other than what they have, what you see on the floor. What you see is what you get. I don't think they get back to a Western Conference final with just Kyrie and Luka. It's too late now. Hopefully somebody fall off the waiver wire. They could bring them there. But they lost a good amount of pieces. 
in the two that they lost to Finney Smith and uh, Dinwiddie to go to another team. These guys are going to have to turn it on. And Kyrie, not to say that Kyrie and Luka can't go out there and put up an average of 27 a night. They can. I want to be fair with the number saying 27. I know that they could probably put up more, but they got to get stops. And the, the Western Conference is so wild at this point that I I don't know. I'm not buying that. And um, Luka, to me, there's more pressure on you now than ever before. Um, I, I felt like it was fair when you were going through getting your lumps from the Clippers the first two times, but – after the run that you went on last year, I feel like it was expected that you're going to get better with what you had beside you. But I guess what pieces go beside you now don't work. So now Kyrie's going to come there with all of the baggage that he has. It makes it interesting. So uh, I don't know. I don't think Dallas gets out with what they have right now. If they do, it's going to take these two to go crazy or Tim Hardaway Jr. to give them a consistent – 17 to 23 a night. Like, and I feel like that's a lot of weight for Tim to do. Um, other than that, I, I feel like they're going to be an easy out. Uh, Jason Kidd has his hands full to get it figured out. The best for last is Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant, is, as I read today, is expected to make his first start March 1st in North Carolina up against the Hornets, which would be a feasible game because he doesn't really have too much to worry about you know, defending him that much, even though it's going to be some youngins out there. Of course, the Hornets are going to get up and down the floor, of course, but I don't think it's a threat defensively for him, you know, but he's going to have to feel his way through the offense and see where Chris Paul, especially Chris Paul going back home, being a North Carolina kid, and where Booker likes to play with him, even though they all played together on the USA team, but it's different now. And Monty Williams' system, and knowing KD knows about Monty Williams being an OKC too, but it's interesting to see him fit there. But Kevin Durant, and I like what I read today from Gilbert Arenas, I think it was Gilbert said it. If Kevin Durant does not win this year, this is the worst debacle of his career. And I'm like, whoa, I had a conversation previously saying, I get it, he's coming back in the last 23, 25 games or so to be fair to him. But just think, Kevin Durant has gone from – one, two, three different situations where there's at least been big threes. Harden, Russ, and him, Harden left. They still were able to put a couple of pieces alongside them from his run from his rookie season till 2016 to when he left. Right? The success right, that he right. was a ready-made Golden State with him, Draymond, Steph, and Clay. But they had more pieces. They had a bench, and they had a coach that had so much experience and long playing alongside Pop, Phil Jackson, and playing with Michael Jordan, Tim Duggan, so on and so forth. So it was a ton of basketball knowledge in Golden State. So it's tough for Kevin Durant to fall off of that boat in the middle of the Atlantic and not hit water. You know what I'm saying? So that that's a given. But that's like a big <laughs> six, there, right? So then you go to Brooklyn. Right. He played the Kyrie Harden. Then Ben Simmons, even though Ben Simmons don't really want to play basketball, but these are big names. These are big names that he's playing <laughs> alongside. They couldn't get figured out. Now he's in Phoenix with Aiton. They they can't forget Aiton now. Aiton's there. Aiton is a good player that you got to recognize. Booker, right. CP3, like this has to happen. KD, you keep falling into giving situations that people can't forgive you anymore. They can't. So at this point in time, for you to only have two rings, and that being with alongside with Steph Curry and them, they had a madhouse already. The year that you went there, they they had just came off a seventy three and nine season. 
the world's not going to forgive you. This world is harsh. This is one of my favorite Wu-Tang members is the Jizza, and he had a record called yes. Cold World. This world is cold. So you better go out there and get it done. I really don't want to put that weight on you as of this year, but there are other people in the NBA that weren't as fortunate as you in four different destinations for you to get it done. Um, I want to give you till next year, but right now, this September come around, you'll be 35 years old. I remember when you were in your third or fourth season in Oklahoma City, you said, I only want to play until I'm 35 years old. The reason why I wear the number 35 is because my AAU coach died at the age of 35. I think it was in a a, a murder situation. No, Don't quote me. I want you to read on that. But that was a situation that Kevin Durant said he wanted to quit by 35, and I don't think he's going to retire this season. I don't think so. But right. we know that you're at the hill now. You do look like you're slowing down, and I hate to put this in front of you. You're injury prone, KD. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't dodge the bullet. Before it was sticks and stones may break my bones, and he was making it through season after season. We watched him for, well, at least me, his rookie season. He couldn't bench 180-something pounds. He couldn't bench his own weight, and he got strong enough to at least do his weight. And now we're starting to see that that break down on him, and how long does he have left in that body? So, okay, you and Chris Paul, you guys are like at the – 17-minute mark of the sand falling through the hourglass. Like, this is the 17-minute mark. That sand is about to run out on both of you. Forget just Chris Paul, how I'm putting it in front of Chris Paul. Like, I feel like this is Chris Paul last season. But I feel like KD could actually help extend his career if he does get to stay there. But Kevin Durant, this is unforgiving territory that you're in. A lot of people are going to want to see you at least in a Western Conference Final, if healthy, I'm I'm trying to benefit. I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt to give you till next year. Other people are not mm-hmm. trying to wait that long. Um, you you got some big fish to fry in a desert. It's, it's tough for you. Yeah, you know you 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 make a great point, and I I kind of want to give him a pass this year because you know he is coming off the injury, and you know halfway through the season it's going to be tough to try to get a championship out of it. Um. I don't know a star player that, you know, goes halfway through the season to a new team and, and, and automatically gets a chip. I haven't – I don't – not in my lifetime I haven't seen it happen. Jordan came back halfway through the season. He hadn't played, but, you know, it was tough for him to get that chip. So it's not the same, but you know what I mean, like a star player. So um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's crazy, but I agree. There's a lot of pressure on him to win. I think um, he has to do it here, you know, especially getting wanting a trade, getting out of Brooklyn in, that, in the situation that he created. Um, or, you know, I don't blame him. It's not his fault for what Kyrie and Harden did. Harden quit on the team and wanted to get traded. Kyrie is just Kyrie. Um, you know, he's, a, he's another, you know, issue all to himself. But Kevin Durant didn't help by being the leader and didn't hold these guys accountable. So, and he left a great situation in Golden State, should have won three rings, got two, and, and went with Kyrie to Brooklyn and didn't didn't get the job done. So he's got to be culpable for that because he is the best player on the team. He's supposed to be the leader. So I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him to, 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 to finally get it done. But I think there's a pressure on a lot of players in this league, um, especially in the second half, to get it done and, and to get that chip. Um, I want to know who you think has the most pressure. To me, 
I think it's a guy that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, and it, I think it's the Joker. I think it's Jokic that has the most pressure to get the chip because he's a back-to-back MVP, right? And, you know, right now, there's a lot of good players. There's a lot of MVP candidates. But if the season ended right now, he would be pretty up there as an MVP. He's averaging a triple-double as a center. He's, he's But he never gets put in that category as, you know, the best player in the league. I think he's an elite player. He's definitely, you know, top five, top ten, right, especially with the all-star voting. But, you know, there's a lot of players that get mentioned before him, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, right, um, Giannis, uh, Kevin Durant. Rightfully so, those are great players. But Jokers is a reigning MVP, two-time MVP, and could get his third. You know, the only guy that I know in my lifetime that won three straight MVPs was Larry Bird. Uh, but Larry Bird's got chips to go with it. You know, Jokic hasn't even gotten – he's gotten to the, the conference final once. Now, a lot of that is, is you know, injuries to, to teammates. I think losing Jamal Murray was a, a devastating blow. I think, you know, Gordon, yes. Uh, P- P- Porter Jr., yes. But I think Murray was to get hurt you know, that they go a lot farther. Um, but now that team is healthy, I think they're the best team in the league. I think he's got to put it together this year, TP. He's got to he's got to prove once and for all, not only that he is the MVP, but he's the best player and he can get it done because if he doesn't, he's going to be an afterthought in my mind. Um, I don't know if you agree or if you got another player that you think has the most pressure to win an NBA championship, but I really got to hold, I got to hold Jokic accountable. And I got to be like, listen, if you're the best, if you're the du- that dude, you need to win. And, and that's the league that we're in where it's not just about individual stats. It's also about winning. LeBron would never be in that conversation with Jordan if he didn't win chips. Um, you got to win. And I think Jokic has got to be held accountable. He's got to, his feet's got to be held to the fire just like we did for Durant when he didn't win the chip and he finally got his. Poor city, I love you. I really do love y'all, man. I love this network. I love sports. I love football. I love baseball. I love hockey. I love golf. I love basketball. There ain't no championship going through Denver. There's no championship going through the state of Colorado. Reason why I said all of that, the reason why I said all of that, he is of Caucasian descent. And the reason why I say that, he won't face a bullet like that. He won't. He just got $269 million, and they won't bother to put any type of pressure for the Jokic. Jokic has been falling short year after year after year, whether it's the Lakers and AD. He can't handle AD. Whether it's Dame Lillard and them giving him trouble, uh, Whomever it is, Jokic will continue to fall short. He could dodge a bullet. He's Neo at the end of the day. Look at Luka. Luka's been dodging bullets. You don't hear Luka get too much banter unless it's here. Unless it's a sports city and we keeping it real and going after Luka, putting the pressure on him and saying, like, well, the Clippers got you the two different game sevens and they bumped you. And last year, the year before, I mean, last year, you didn't bump into them, I don't think. That's, or they, I think they did get away from him finally. And, and, it's like, okay, so then you get past him and get to a Western Conference final, and then y'all fall flat against Golden State. But the series before that, Phoenix, and Phoenix 
you know, kept their foot on the, the gas, you guys would have been out of there again. And then Luca dodged the bullet. It's like, where does it go for Luca? Like, Luca gets to dodge it with Kyrie there too. So there's, I feel like Jokic is in a favorable point where Denver, I feel like, fully situated. Like, they have good pieces there. But I don't think the NBA is ready to have a finals run through Colorado right now. It's it's a great story to hear that happen. It's great to see Jokic have two MVPs and get the money that he pulled in. That management has messed that team up so crazy, watching so many talented pieces go in and out of that door. Uh, I think it's called uh, Ball Arena at this point in time because it used to be Pepsi. But now th- this is a situation that Denver is set up. And they got rid of Bones Highland. Bones was a good player. Now Bones is in L.A. with the Clippers, right? So watching so many things happen with that organization, uh, Coach Malone is going to have to get it figured out the way that this management has set things up. I, I just don't think mm-hmm. it is. I, I think there's other pieces in this NBA that have bigger pressure on their shoulders than Jokic or Luka, where I feel like they could put these two in the same type of, you know, stratosphere as the other guys, like a LeBron, like a KD, like a Kyrie, uh, like Russ. Russ hasn't gotten a championship. Russ is going in there with a guy with experience of winning a championship with Kawhi with Paul George that is chasing that elusive championship, and they didn't get it. I feel like Russ sees more pressure right now getting $47 million playing on a team with LeBron and AD and on a team with, I think, four different players that are on the top 75 with Dwight Howard, uh, Carmelo, AD, LeBron were all there. They didn't get it done, and he's going to go to this team right here and try to get it done too. I feel like that pressure is in front of him because Russ could be out of the league in a year or two. If not, this summer, if he don't get it done and don't look impressive or start arguing with Tyron Lue, Russell's Westbrook career could be over. There's a lot of teams that did not want him. Russ got to choose to go to the Clippers. They didn't send him there. He got to pick that. Mm-hmm. The Clippers was like, let's see that happen. So there's pressure on mm-hmm. guys. Chris Paul, Chris Paul's career could be over this season. Yes. We yep. got like Chris Paul, he's born in 85. May this year, he'll be what, 38? Like, whoa, people better think about what these people are facing right now. Jokic is in his 20s, I think, right? I don't think he's 30 yet. Yeah. Uh, Luka's in his 20s. He ain't 30 yet. Like, these guys still have time. But right now, I I don't think the NBA is ready to see a Nuggets team in the finals. It can happen. I can be wrong. I've been wrong before. But I feel like there's way bigger fish in the West than the Denver Nuggets right now sitting at the top of the West and supposed to be the leaderboard to get to an NBA final. I, I still feel like there's teams that can beat them in seven. I think there's at least two or three teams that can take them straight out, let alone if they stay at number one and somehow the Lakers sneak in through the, the play-in or just get to the outright eighth seed and play them in the first round, Denver could lose the first round because Jokic can't deal with AD. He can't. Every time they face up, AD gives him problems because he's outrunning them. He's more athletic than him. So, uh, I get it. It's a success story. It's cool to see Jokic do what he's doing, but he gets to dodge these bullets because there's a lot more potential across the board, at least in the Western Conference right now, let alone what he may Mm -hmm. face coming out of the East, too. So that's how I feel. And he dodges that bullet just because of the persuasion. There's more people hunting for LeBron, Chris Paul, KD, Russell Mm -hmm. Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, hell, Mm -hmm. Damian Lillard to get out of Portland. Then they're worried about a story out of Colorado. They're, they're smoking more weed than anything. 
stay off the weed. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's more pe- pressure on Harden, right, to get that chip than it is Jokic. But I think me and you, Sports City Chefs family, and, and the barbershop, we're smarter than that. You know what I mean? We know better that you're right. There isn't as much "quote unquote" outside pressure on Jokic and, and maybe even Luca. Luca always gets a pass because he never had Robin and he's Batman. Jokic always gets a pass because. You know, guys are hurt. But, you know, we're me and you are smarter than that. We know better. Like, dude, you get another MVP, we need to talk. You know, like, you know, it's like that, that meme, that one of my favorite memes that your coach, uh, Patrick Ewing, pointing at the guy, come here, we need to talk. You know what I mean? Like, you got all these MVPs and you ain't even sniffing the finals? What are we talking about here? You should give your trophies back. You know, this is unacceptable. But you bring up a, a great point, the point guard, Chris Paul, um, I think there's not as much pressure because, as far as on him because, you know, he, now he has two really good players to work with in Kevin Durant and Booker. But there is pressure on him as, in general to finish out his career and at least get one chip. It's going to be more Stockton than he is Isaiah Thomas and, and Magic Johnson because he doesn't have that chip. And he's, you know, arguably one of the best point guards in, that ever played the game. He's, he's probably top five. If he gets that chip, he elevates himself. So I think it, from that perspective, it's it's that culmination of his career that he needs. He desperately needs, right? Um, I wouldn't even put him in the same breath as Isaiah Thomas because Isaiah Thomas was a killer and he got those he got those chips. Um, you know, so Chris Paul's got to do it. He's got to get a chip, and you know, this year, like you said, there's maybe not as much pressure to to my point as far as assembling this team mid season. But for Chris Paul, you're right. The time is ticking. The sands, you know, sands are, are, are running out. The hands of time are ticking. So he he's going to be 38, like you said, in May. He's got to get a chip. He's got to get a chip. So, um, you know, you don't, it's, it's, you don't get to the finals very often, you know, go up 2-0, and then you get back there. You know, it's hard. It's hard to get back there. I think we took it for granted seeing LeBron get there 10 straight years. It ain't easy. So, um, yeah, I think there's pressure on those guys. But great, great conversation, great, great, uh, great insight, bro. Um, I wanted to get a little bit of NFL, and then we can we can head on out of here and let somebody else do the dishes. But um, you know, uh, obviously the the franchise um, period is opened up. Um, you know, you got some candidates out there, Daniel Jones for my Giants. Uh, you know, Saquon from my Giants, Lamar Jackson as well. Um, the Jets are making some noise because they met they met with uh, Derek Carr, as did the Saints. Um, you know, they said Derek Carr could, you know, win the Super Bowl, be a Hall of Famer if he comes to the Jets. So stupid, the Jets. Why would you say that? Why would you say that out loud? But, I mean, you know, Derek Carr, that situation where he possibly could go, um, Lamar Jackson, TP, does Lamar Jackson get franchised or do they finally figure out a deal for him? This is a two-way street. Um, very good topic. Um, I love you for this one, Barry. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I feel like if they franchise him, that's the money that they don't want to give him, but they're going to give it to him. Like, you guys are ridiculous. Like, I'm sick of Baltimore. I'm sick of Baltimore. <laughs> I, I love Baltimore. I love Baltimore because they made two people I love 
legends, greats, goats, like Ray's the best middle linebacker I've ever seen in my life. Like, of course, you can put Singletary in the conversation, but I think Ray's better than Singletary. Then you, I think Ray's the goat of safety, ball hawk, and, and then nobody do it better, even though it's people that you put in here. Ronnie Lott, of course, brought championships back, but he didn't cover the field like Ed. Or Troy Palomalo is the one that you can put in the mention, but Ed made Peyton Manning and Tom Brady both say he's the best safety that they had a game plan for. So if you got two of them saying one name, like, yeah, I get it. But you know what Ed Reed didn't get? You know what Ray Lewis didn't get? Money. So Baltimore, y'all really sitting on money? Here we go, Sports City. I love y'all, and I hate to put this situation, but this is what corporate America will do. I don't even want to get too, you know, heavy with this act, but I do want to say it. But th- this is what corporate, quote-unquote, America will do and say you're not worth it, but these dudes are goats. Lamar Jackson is probably the best quarterback to come through Baltimore. Best quarterback. He won an MVP. Who, Flacco didn't do it. Who, Kyle Bowler? Who you want to put up here? Trent Dilfer? What, what you want to do? Elvis Burbank? <laughs> this is the best dude that you had at quarterback. You willing to watch him walk because you don't want to give him money? Why you watching everybody get money? What, Deshaun Watson this Saturday got $230 million? You mad because Lamar wants to get that money, but you don't want to give it to him because his mother's his manager? What? Like, like so if he got a, a Caucasian agent, you would give him the money because it, it keeps it in the house? Cut it out. Stop these race issues. Stop it. It's ridiculous. So he's going to end up getting 40 or better if he gets tagged. And he won't play for the tag, as this is what I'm hearing across the board. They said he won't play for that. But you won't give him the money that he wants long-term because he wants a fully guaranteed contract? The dude is putting his life on his line. I really think Lamar sat out to show y'all that he won't play. I think he could have came back at the end of the season this year. I think he could have came back and played. But he was like, no, I'm going to play hardball just like y'all playing. I'm sitting out. And just to let y'all know that, I want to see how y'all play now that I am out. Would y'all going to go with Scoop Huntley? What, Scoop made a Pro Bowl off of me? Like, Scoop didn't light this uh, – sat board up to get to a Pro Bowl. That was me helping carry this as much as I could while I can. Like, come on. The, the Ravens are hilarious with the, this Lamar Jackson situation. I I don't want to see it happen to Lamar. I don't want to see him sit out, but he's worth <laughs> the, the price of admission. He's worth it. He's worth it. I, I can care less. If people don't think he can throw, he's, you guys haven't even given him a solid receiver. Who? Des Bryant after he tore his Achilles? Who sent me Watkins after he was done? what his best target is Mark Andrews and that's a tight end that could run like a receiver. You trying to make him make, you know, lemonade out of lemons. Like like this is what he, he gotta deal with. Like <laughs> you guys are terrible. Like I I don't like Baltimore for that. I, I don't. But um I don't know how this gets handled. They're for you know forcing the conversation to look like, oh, we can move him and get another quarterback. You guys want to go to Tua that has brain trauma, send him back to Miami because he's from Florida. Like like this Baltimore Stop it. Bashada, you are a joke. I get it. You got millions and billions of dollars, so I could care less. I can say what I want here and now. That's disgusting that you have these issues <laughs> with culture and, and him trying to feed his family. And then he never even made it about feeding his family. He just wasn't fully guaranteed so he could take care of himself and the family. Like, yeah, that, that, I, I guess everybody else is entitled to it. Who are you going to bring in there, Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill got two different $100 million contracts. Who's better, Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson? You say right in here, I disrespect everything you know about football. Like, I, I, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, this, this, that's just one side of the spectrum. That's, this is just in Baltimore that I'm lit about. So, Lamar, I get it. As much as I don't like playing you because you're a, 
a head case to deal with. Not not saying that you're a head case on the field. It was hard to deal with somebody, the 11th guy, where he could just take off, but he picking up chunk yardage at the end of the day, and they haven't given him anything. I remember at one point they were threatening to get Lamar in Detroit for golf, but golf had a good season. It's like, how would this work if he went somewhere else and he had weapons? Like, we don't know how that would look. This dude won a Heisman. So, Baltimore, uh, disgusting. Go ahead and get rid of him. I want to see how Scoop Huntley lights the AFC North up and can deal with Cincinnati and, and uh, Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh starts to turn that thing around. I, I don't think so at all. But that, that's just one piece of the puzzle. Um, I, I, and they, they, they're talking about Daniel Jones. I'm, I'm worried about that situation, too, in New York. But I don't really want to spill too much into what you got going that was just the Lamar situation. I do have more to say, especially with the Giants situation, because I heard some stuff this week that might not be too pretty for you, but it might be very pretty for me. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, he's looking for $45 million, maybe over one year, two years. That would put him in the top, almost the top five or top seven uh, highest-paid quarterbacks. Um, no, we're not. no, we're not paying that. I wouldn't pay that. I wouldn't pay that over two years. I'd pay him $90 million over and make him earn it again. But, like, you, you're talking about his career year where he played a lot of games and had his best year, you know. It's almost like this was his rookie year. Yeah, you would pay him, but you're not paying him that much money. You would you would wait. And, and for, for Lamar Jackson, CP, I agree. Like, if you wanted this guy, after the MVP, you should have signed him. You should have locked him in right after that MVP, but you didn't want to because you didn't believe it or what have you. You never built the offense around this guy. Um, if it was Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow got receiver help. He got lineman help. I mean, I don't know why you're not doing it in Baltimore unless you not you don't believe in this guy. I feel like they're going to franchise him, let him go out there, find another deal, get that money. I mean, Carolina would pay it. Atlanta would pay it if the Saints didn't get uh, Derek Carr, they would pay it. Probably the Jets would pay it too. And then the Baltimore would be like, all right, give me two first-round picks. I'm good. Like, I just don't feel like they, they value this guy like they should. I mean, nobody's getting that Deshaun Watson contract. That was a ridiculous contract that no quarterback will ever get. And the Baltimore, the Cleveland Browns are just desperate. But, you know, 200 guaranteed for, for Lamar Jackson isn't a bad way to go. And I don't know what – it's either you do or you don't. You know what I mean? If you wanted to, you would have signed him. Like the Jets. Like if you're telling Derek Carr that you could, we could win a Super Bowl here, well, then why didn't you sign him? Why is he walking out the building without a deal? Because you're waiting for Lamar Jackson and, and Derek, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers to drop. I mean, you're waiting for a guy that's not even – he's out of darkness retreat and hasn't even said he's going back to, to Green Bay or not. So, it's like, that's why, it's like, the Jets look funny right now to me. But, I mean, if you wanted Lamar Jackson, you'd sign him. You know what I mean? So, that's why I feel like he's going to get franchised. And if I, was, if I was Lamar Jackson, I'm not reporting. I'm not doing anything under a franchise tag. I don't care. Give me my money. I, have, I, have not, I, I mean, I have things to prove. Like, I need to get a Super Bowl, but I want an MVP. I earned my check. Give me my money. So, you know, it's funny, but, you know, Derek Carr, you know, he's getting jerked around by the Jets. And it's just, it's really stupid that they would come out and say that. But if if I was Derek Carr, I'm going to New Orleans. That's the best fit, from, in my opinion. And like, like I said, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, you threw for what, 15 touchdowns this year? And you think you're going to get 45 minutes per million and you fire an agent? 
because they ain't telling you what you want to hear. There's no way if I'm the Giants, I'm paying you that money. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'd franchise them for the 30 or whatever million and be like, go, go ahead and see if you can get that 45. And I, if I was them, then I would do it. And then be like, you know what? I'll take the two picks for Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I like what I saw from him, but if da- Brian Dable can fix Daniel Jones and make him worth, you know, valuable in one year, I think he could do that with any quarterback. So, <laughs> We'll see how that works out. TP, I don't know if you want to add anything before we, you know, close shop. Yeah, the the situation with um, Daniel Jones, I can't wait to see. I want to see how the Giants do handle this. Um, if they throw him mm-hmm. big money, I'm laughing. I'm I'm laughing my way all around till August, September to see how the season starts because um, he had a glimpse of this season to see how successful the, the Giants could do. Their defense, I think, did – more damage in that offense. And if it was the offense, Saquon did more of that damage. He had 15 touchdowns in a 17-game season. Like, stop. Like, like they, they got to think about this. This dude has been coming up short. Whether the Giants did finish above 500, I got to give him that credit. They made a playoff run, so on and so forth. He is not that guy for the future. So if you guys mm-hmm. dump him uh, a three- to five-year deal and hope that he's going to give you more than what you've seen, in the words of Biggie, in a song, called What's Beef. He started the song out. Ha, 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 ha. I do not buy it at all. Especially with the pieces that they do have at receiver. Wanda Robinson, he's probably one of the more promising. Third, um, Shepard, this guy's injury prone now. They they have to watch that. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying what the Giants have with him. Like, they're going to have to get a quarterback that can dig and dug their way out of that and can go deep if needed. Uh, he's a quarterback that can run at this point in time. Um, the one thing that I was sitting on is that Saquon Barkley situation. Play ball with him if you yeah. want. Guess who's, guess who's looking to jump in the stratosphere for Saquon Barkley? The Detroit Lions. And he's a Barry Sanders uh-huh. fan. That would be crucial if they could get him in the doors of Ford Field to go with that passing attack. That'd be one. And two, T. Higgins has been rumored to get the trade talk from Detroit. So if Detroit could get T. Higgins for the picks that they are trying to give him, if Cincinnati entertains it, that'd be interesting. I don't, I really don't want another receiver because they have a good amount of receivers. But I know we need a running back. If they were to get Saquon Barkley and have a passing attack outside of him, and looking at five, at the most six people in a box with Saquon, good night. I want to see you do that. I, I want to see play around New York. Play around New York. I used to talk junk about New York not um, putting anybody around Saquon. You're going to force him to get injured. I remember the next week he got hurt in Chicago towards ACL. He could go to a team with a ton of talent around him, all types of receivers, and him in the shadows of Barry Sanders, that would be ridiculous. So go ahead, Giants. Play around and give Daniel Jones that money. Go on. Go on. In the words of the club, you can walk over, but you're going to limp back. <laughs> it was a, I think I read it today too And I, I totally concur Daniel Jones if he really thinks He's going to get $45 million, He just guaranteed himself a franchise tag And they're not going to franchise both guys um, They're not going to franchise um, Daniel Jones and Saquon um, Saquon In Detroit I, I heard about that That's interesting I mean Detroit's got two good running backs Correct me if I'm wrong But um, One. you know One. One, okay, one. Um, but, you know, honestly, Saquon is Saquon, right? So you, you would shoot that shot if you got a chance. So 
But Daniel Jones will be franchised if he's really looking for 45. There's no way I'm giving you 45 million. You know what I mean? Like, but um, it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do. It's a tricky situation because they have cap space, but then if you franchise these guys, it, it, it counts against the cap, and then you can't. There's other guys the Giants have to sign other than Daniel Jones and Saquon. They got you know defensive guys to take care. Of. They got to bring back Julian Love, in my opinion. Uh, Shepard, they released him, but, you know, they would probably bring him back on a minimum deal. But then they still have other positions they got to take care of. they got interior linemen that they got to either draft or, or free agency. Um, Dexter Lawrence, he might come up for contract negotiations. Um, there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of moving parts. So, um, Daniel Jones, don't don't believe the hype. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, listen, great show as always, TP. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I'm so happy with myself. I've gone through a couple of shows, and I really haven't had to mention Aaron Rodgers that much. Um, just mentioning him in the offseason just drives me crazy. I can't do it. But, um, you know, it's going to be fun to see how this unfolds with the franchise tag and then heading into free agency and then the draft. Um, but, you know, listen, shout before, out to PHI Apparel. I'm going to talk it into existence. Before you get away from it, I'm going to talk it into existence. Aaron Rodgers, okay. you saw. You coming back to Green Bay. I don't care what you do. You can put yourself in your own little prison for four days and then you're going to talk to yourself in the darkness. I don't care. Aaron Rodgers, you're coming back to Green Bay. Prove it to me that Detroit retired you out of Green Bay. Prove it to me that you've given up on Wisconsin. I'm tired of this soap opera every year, then around July. I was never going to leave. I'm coming back to Green Bay. I'm trying to run it back. I want to get MVP. I want to Super Bowl. I don't want to hear it. He could do all of that punk stuff all he wants. He he like attention. I'm tired of these dudes that need attention. Do you you've done enough? You got all the money in the world. You force them to give you two hundred million dollars. They can't wait to start doing the love year right. They are waiting to see what you do so you can come there and go thirteen and four, twelve and five, however it may go, and fall apart in the playoffs as usual. I'm done. I'm, I'm I want to talk it into existence. You're coming back to Green Bay. I don't, I don't care what you say. Oh, I'm going to go to uh, Vegas to play with Devontae, have people come to the golf course and say Raiders. No, I, I don't want to hear it. He's BS. You think Aaron Rodgers sitting in the dark for four days straight to contemplate football? Stop it. He's coming back to Green Bay. I don't even want to hear it. I'm, I'm done. He's selfish. He's selfish as all hell, TP. He drives me crazy because, I mean, even listening to him talk, before he was going on his darkness retreat, I think I can still do it. I think I can still win MVP. What about the team? You know what I mean? He's so selfish. He didn't come back to the team in the off season, help room these two young receivers. That I think, you know, Christian Watson and, and Dobbs, I think they, they got two good ones out there. But he didn't help develop those kids. He's selfish. It's about him. You know what I mean? It's, I, I can't with that dude. So, yeah, I think he'll be back in Green Bay. Like, he'd be an idiot to go to the Jets. I don't feel like he would win with the Jets. Um, yeah, dude, I'm just over him. I can't, I can't with that guy. I really can't, but, um, everybody else want to talk about him. I can't talk about him more than five minutes. And I don't care what you're doing. Go in your darkness retreat, man. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, dude. <sighs> Pause. But listen, great show as always. Shout out to PHI Apparel. Get to their website. Get, use that code chef. Hit it. Get that 15% off and, and get your Philadelphia gear. Um, TP, uh, always a pleasure, man. Love doing the show with you guys. Get get us out of here as we close the shop. Um, I'm gonna say this while Barry's still here. Um, mm. in Honolulu blue and, and you know silver, 
There's nobody that I know that's important wearing a number 26. You can come to Michigan and get that number as crisp as you want it or need it, and you know Barry is ready to talk to your ear. I still remember the conversation you and Barry had. You look like a little kid talking to him, said, I love Barry. I love him, too. Shoot, so come on down. Come on down and, and help golf tell that play action because when golf was telling that play action with Todd Gurley before that knee went out on him, that boy was going to a Super Bowl. I need it. I need it. I, we could save that pick trying to get B. John Robinson. Go, go, please. Saquon, don't even entertain them. Say, yeah, go. Go give Daniel Jones all that money. Give him every last bit of it. One-way ticket. I'll help you. I'll carry bags. Listen, come to Detroit. We can do this together. We can figure this out one way or another. You, Jameson Williams, say Brown, and if they do go get T. Higgins, my Lord. Like, like, hey, I'm going to just chill. I want to start talking things until this is. I've been ducking bullets. I've been dodging them. But right now, I need to start talking my stuff now. I got to talk. I got to tell them how I feel. I got to talk about my dogs as I see them. Yo, listen, it's been great, Sports City. Like I said, I don't like to get into them race topics, but some of this stuff, it's, it's, just, it's just simple black and white. It's simple. You, you can't duck a lot of this stuff anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. Lamar, I feel sorry for you that you're stuck in that situation. I want to see the best for you. Even though I don't like playing against you, but I love the way you play football. It's unfortunate, but this is the way, quote-unquote, corporate America works. Sports City, stay tuned. Everything that we got going on throughout the week, that is for sure. I will be back this Sunday. I was fighting and still am fighting a cold, but I'm getting my strength back. That is for sure, Sports City. But on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, chefs. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, chef, you, chef. Uh-huh.